Hello, and welcome to The Jam. This is for when your life and your toast are a little dry. I'm Joanne. And I'm Maddie. And together we make The Jam. And we're excited to sit here and chat with you. So grab a cup of something delicious. Enjoy the show. (laughs) So Joanne, what is your family? What are you guys doing anything to like to prepare for Advent or Christmas? Do you have any family traditions? Um, You did in your family. You're implementing in your new family. So my family like that I grew up in. Um, we did an advent wreath sometimes and we would like go to church, like go to school, whatever, like do the normal stuff. But no, we didn't really do anything special for advent. Um, I feel like every year in the past, like recent years, I'm like, okay, advent, like I'm super into it. Like, let's go. And it's so short that if you don't like do it, I don't know. I feel like it's so easy like to get distracted with Thanksgiving and you're just not like preparing yourself for Advent very well Mm -hmm. or like about it. Um, I've done the blessed is she journal before. And I think that if you're like listening to this and thinking, I have no idea what I would ever do for Advent, that that's a great place to start. I think, I think it's a little late to get it now. They do one for Lent as well. But if you're like, I am not good at these seasons, I really liked that and would recommend it. Um, I do try to always buy my Christmas gifts as much as I can before Advent starts. Hmm. This year, the year that I've really um, succeeded, I have two more to buy and they're both like gift cards. So it's not really like, and I like, I know what I want to buy. Well, the one is a trickier gift card because the place I want to buy, I don't, I want to get buy a gift card to. I actually don't think they do gift cards. So there's only really one that I think I like need to hunt for. The other one, I just have to like get my butt down to the restaurant and get the gift card. Nice. Um, yeah. So I'm like pretty proud of myself for that. And I've started wrapping gifts, which is sooner than I've ever done it before. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. Um, but again, it's hard. Like I have tried to do this. This is the second year in a row that I've really tried in earnest to do it. And I still am not doing it. Um, But yeah, and then just picking something to do like intentional, like I picked a prayer and a fasting thing for Advent. So um, my goal is to do the examine prayer um, Mm -hmm. at some point during the day, every day, um, and examine my conscience, not only like the sins that I commit, but like the, you know, like the overall well-being of like my soul kind of, um, which is the true examine prayer. I believe it's St. John of the Cross that came up with it. Okay. So, um, yeah, so you can look it up. I'll try to put a link in the show notes, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of a good way to like check in with yourself. Like, I guess like a spiritual self care type of a thing. Um, so it definitely goes beyond like examining your conscience. It's more of like examining your soul. Um, but so I really want to do that and like journal a little bit. Um, I like that spiritual self care. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Again, so many people really like are into it and I, I've just never gotten into it. So my hope is to kind of like establish that yeah. um, practice. And then I decided I'm going to fast from one meal on Friday. We'll see how it goes. I'm not going to do like a hard, like the fast of, you know, two small meals and one larger meal, just skipping like one meal. So I might do like snacks, but the the idea is like that you're hungry, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah. And it's only, I think like three Fridays cause Christmas lands on a Friday. So I'm like, Dwayne, if you can't do it for three weeks, yeah, come on. 
Um, so I thought that was kind of an easy, um, and then like recommitting myself, like I really want to pray the rosary every day. Like mm -hmm. I really do like some form of, of prayer, which I mean now will come in the form of this examined prayer on the rosary and da da da. So like kind of recommitting myself to that, a morning offering, um, which aren't technically a part of Advent, but it's, it's a, a good, good time. habit to get into. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I'm just trying to be really intentional about adding those things into my life. Um, and like not listening to Christmas music before at least like the week of Christmas, like giving myself space between like secular Christmas and real Christmas to mm -hmm. like really bear my heart, um, and consider the fact that Christmas starts on December 25th and then is goes for like a month and a half. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's yeah. Really Did cool. you do anything special growing up? Uh, we wouldn't typically do an advent wreath. I, depending on the year, depending on how together we had it as a family, it was more successful or not successful. But I always remember getting out an advent wreath having the pink candle and the purple candles and we would light them. And when we were really on top of our game, we had this like Advent prayer book that we would read the prayer every Sunday, light the Advent wreath. And it was like kind of like a family ritual. And I really enjoyed doing that. We would like turn off all the lights in the house and then just do the lights of the candles and that whole concept of like the world was dark to sin before Jesus was born and brought light into the world. So I, I love that, that image of like the light shining in the darkness. Uh, so that's something I really, I really like doing that. And Arvin and I were just talking about like, we didn't have our act together enough to get one an Advent wreath before Advent started, but we want to get one this week so we can start doing that mm. moving forward, even if we're not together, but in the like in the same place so we can still kind of spiritually do that together mm -hmm. so my family would do that growing up and I and a part of celebrating Christmas too is we would always do the nativity scene my parents have this beautiful nativity scene that they were gifted for their wedding um which I think is just an awesome wedding gift idea and it's been like packed and unpacked for I guess how old am I? For almost 30 years now. And you can tell like they've been using the same like tissue paper <laughs> to wrap it. And some of it is just like shredded, but it's always just kind of this special experience. Like, okay, we get to unwrap the nativity scene and set it up. And we always put, we always put the manger away. We like put it in the cupboard until Christmas day. And then we can bring the manger out because Jesus was actually born. And we do the same thing with the wise men, like the wise men kind of sit in another area and mm -hmm. as epiphany comes closer, they like move closer to the, to the crush scene, to the manger scene. So we always did that, which was like a really cool family tradition. And I'd like to continue that within my own family. Uh, I, yeah, I just think that there's something awesome and beautiful about a nativity scene. My family and I would also always this is like less about Advent, but we would always bake Christmas cookies in the week, like the week or so leading up to Christmas um, to just like do that family activity together. It's something like creative, something that we all enjoy. So I have good memories of that, like decorating the sugar cookies and making Russian tea cakes or the little like chocolate 
kiss ones and the peanut butter one, which is my yes, favorite. Those are so love. good. They're so good. So that's a part of it. And I don't, Christmas always just feels like, like warm and like cozy. There's something like cozy about even the Advent season too. And I was thinking about like even more so this year, there's kind of this coziness to it because at least where I am in the, this part of the country, like things are starting to shut down a little bit more again. And I'm trying to, instead of being frustrated about it or frustrated about how the shutting down of things in Wisconsin is affecting my wedding plans, thinking about how this is an opportunity for me to prepare my heart for Arvin to prepare his heart for our marriage and like for our marriage and also for Advent and Christmas. It's kind of cool that they fall quite closely around the same time. Like this kind of time of preparation liturgically is already kind of built in for us, but that we're, you know, we're, we're staying home, you know, we're working and stuff, but there's this kind of like quiet and stillness that I'm trying to be grateful for, which is very hard for me to be grateful for because I like hustle and bustle. Yeah. So I do, yeah, there's something just about Advent and Christmas that I love the coziness, the family. And this year I'm especially grateful for it because for the past like several Christmases, I just remember this and Advent too, this kind of like underlying feeling of sadness, um, just like desiring a relationship desiring to be in my vocation and I'm having an extra sense of gratitude this year because that's what like God has that's like the biggest gift that I'm getting this Christmas is you know my the gift of Arvin the gift of our marriage so I'm really thankful for that yeah because it <laughs> just like looking back like all of my relationships always ended like around Thanksgiving or Christmas, which sucks. It's bad timing, but it is making me be extra grateful. My joy is even more full, like having Arvin with me for this season is really, is really special. And I, for this year for Advent, we got those Every Sacred Sunday journals. I guess we're going to use those for the whole year, but they have a specific, they have the readings for Advent. So taking, I slacked and I didn't do it yesterday for last Sunday. So progress, not perfection, but I'm going to do that this evening, like the first reading for Sunday. And then hopefully more proactively with just like praying with the readings leading up to, to Advent. So I'm going to do that. Um, and then I'm also like of nature, like of working at Dynamic Catholic, I'm pretty immersed in our best Advent ever program, our daily email program, which that I think is also a great place to start if you've never really done Advent before, or even if you want something different to try, like I always enjoy following along with that program. But then the other thing is, it sounds like a litany of things, I promise I'm not, I don't know, I'm not. Oh, really crazy. Anyways, but we are doing, we wanted to consecrate our marriage to Mary leading up to our wedding. And it's pretty perfect because the day before our wedding is the feast of Mary, mother of God on the first. And so we started the like 33 day to morning glory, um, Marian consecration yesterday. So it's cool that it goes through Advent and then will be with us leading up to 
leading up to Christmas, leading up to Christmas and then leading up to the day before our wedding. So that's another thing that he, Arvin and I are doing together, which I'm pretty excited about. Well, fun. Yeah. Well, and I think, I guess two things that you said really stuck out to me. One, you were like, this sounds like a lot of things, but I think like your staying in life, like might lend to being able to dedicate more time or like even seeing like I'm about to get married and really enter in this vocation. And I want to like use this time to like prepare all the more like for my vocation, which I think is really awesome. Um, yeah. So like being realistic with where you are in life and, and saying, and not being afraid to be kind of like hard on yourself and say like, you know what, I do have like a little extra time that I could give like to the Lord and do, you know, something else. Um, but to even that you said like, you know, in light of the lockdowns and everything that are out of your control, um, like using that to really lean into Advent because like you can feel all types of ways about the lockdown, how it's going down, what's shutting down, all yep. the stuff. I think that's completely, you're allowed to have your emotion about that, whether it's happy, sad, mad, I don't care. But I think that it's something beautiful. Like, you know, I don't have control if my favorite restaurant chooses to like completely shut down and not even do carry out or like not do dine in. But I can say like, okay, I'm going to be mad or sad and then just kind of like lean into that Advent spirit of like, you know, Mary didn't get to eat her favorite food either because she was in freaking Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no room for her in the end. They were shut yeah. down everything. So, yeah. So even just kind of like thinking about, you know, that when, especially when you're stuck in a situation that you don't have the power to change, even if you wish mm -hmm. you could, mm -hmm. or even if like you're part of like trying to change that, it's not going to be immediate, you know? So, um, yeah, so, like, but using, kind of marrying that with, like, what the church is, is doing right now and saying, like, I, I'm okay with, like, this, like, simple, peaceful preparation for something greater. Um, and even if Christmas comes and it's still a disaster out there, like, I remember thinking about Easter. We're like, this is the most Lentiest Lent ever. And then Easter came <laughs> and still Lent. And I remember thinking that. I remember thinking like during Easter week, like this still feels like Lent. I was like, nothing about this feels like Easter at all. Yeah. Um, but like being okay with that, you know, and like being okay with, or I don't know about being okay with is the best way to put it. But like having that kind of like same like acceptance with hope, mm -hmm. the way that like Mary kind of, you know, she maybe she wasn't excited about her whole situation um you know and maybe it didn't feel like christmas day was this dawn of like something amazing you know like the yeah. next day sucked in yeah. some and was probably awesome in some regards you know but mm -hmm. uh, anyway i thought that was a cool parallel that you drew wow thanks joanne there's something else you just said that i was gonna that i was gonna jump off of that i really thought was great but I'm drawing a blank about what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say, it's kind of this, um, this holy detachment. And for someone like myself who likes to control things, who likes to have all of my T's crossed and my I's dotted, and who likes to make sure that everything is going according to plan, I've noticing that God has given me the grace to just be detached from what is going on and not like a, I don't care about anything or anyone. I'm just whatever, but like 
a detachment in like God is in control. God is a good God and someone that I can trust and he loves me and he cares for me and he desires my good and detached from things going the way that I think they should go. I guess detached from my will, which is way easier said, way easier said than done. And I feel like I'm just kind of like brushing the tip of the iceberg, but it was really, I don't, it was like a powerful moment for me today when my venue called me and said that we are going to need to find someplace else to have our wedding reception because the board of directors isn't allowing us to use this cultural art center that we wanted to use um, that I didn't, I don't know, like I didn't feel as upset as I thought I was going to. It was just kind of like a, okay, now we figure out plan B and that's okay. Um, and I keep going back to this quote. I have this quote that go that's on my desk at work and one of my friends gave it to me and it says where God guides, he provides. And I've been feeling that so much in the past couple of weeks and months, especially around like Arvin and I getting married and choosing to get married in a time where the world is a little bit volatile um, and things are so out of control that I've just felt like God guiding us and then also providing for us like at just the right time, like the generosity of other people and just the generosity of God has really been overwhelming to me. Um, yeah, something I'm super, yeah, just super thankful for. It's definitely not easy, but I, don't, I think God is giving me a special grace in this time. And I like hope and pray that he's giving all of you a special grace too. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think like what you're talking about is, is definitely grace and definitely comes with practice. You know, I think back to my life of, you know, things that didn't go my way and like kind of strong arming them and being like, well, I'm not going to put up with this, like blah, blah, blah. And you just like do whatever. But you know, like the more that you're able to kind of wrestle with it and then surrender to God at the end of the day, the easier that like surrendering in the moment kind mm -hmm. of comes mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily make it easy, but I think it gives you peace. Mm -hmm. um, like you're not flying off the handle, like, you know, and sometimes you still do and it depends on the moment and, and all of that. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of grace to be had when you try to invite the grace in. Um, and when yeah. you're mind that, if he leads you to it, he'll lead you through it. As they say. <laughs> As they say. Yep. But I'm definitely not perfect because I get upset when my fiance doesn't want to go for a walk with me whenever I want to go for a walk and throw a mini temper tantrum. So it's we mentioned before we started recording about going for walks because you're visiting him. I was like, wow, he's going on a walk with you. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> he went on one walk with me and I am grateful. And I am learning that I love to walk and walking is something that I do for my own self care. And if my fiance chooses not to go for a walk with me at any beckon moment, because that's what I want to do, that it doesn't mean he doesn't love me or care about my well being, And it's a good space for me to have some Maddie time or to make a phone call 
and that he and I have plenty of other things that we like to do together. Yeah, no, that's true. And None it might end up being like It might end up being like beneficial to you in the future because then he can like you can go on your walk and he can stay at home with the kids. Mm-hmm. That's a great you're idea. Like, you're like so. You're because so at, at Dave and I do like going on walks together, and we have to bring Charlotte. So like we can't go on one like after her bedtime, or like if we go on one, we have to bring her, which is usually fine, but it's just one more thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And I think for me, it's not so much about the walk, but I like the quality undivided time that happens during a walk. And so we're learning to find other activities that we can do and have that quality undivided time, whether it's like cooking or we both like playing pool or whatever. That is such a rare. I love it. Yeah. It's so anyways, all that to say, God is giving me lots of graces. I'm not perfect. And Life is a journey. That was that was not a good idea. Anyways, Joanna, you have better closing words than that. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I I think that Advent is sometimes really overrated. Or not overrated. LOL. Underrated. Oh, yeah. Time. Um, because it. I mean, it is a time of like preparing your heart for Christmas and for the celebration of Christmas. It's a time of reparation of you know recognizing our own sinfulness and that we don't deserve to have like our lord come down in human form and and kind of to reflect on the whole mystery of the incarnation you know and i think that that um like it's a great thing that the church gives us like this time to kind of slow down and reflect on that i also think it's so challenging because the world is so busy mm-hmm. and we live in the world um And so I think that that is something to remember in Advent. Like, I feel like I always get to the end of it and I'm like, I didn't try hard enough. And it's like, well, we kind of have the odds stacked against us. So if you feel like your Advent is always crummy or that you hear like, oh, it's supposed to be this beautiful preparation time and it never ends up that way. Like, I don't want to say it's okay because yes, like, I think we should all like give it our best effort to like compare secularism and consumerism and all this stuff with like being able to prepare our hearts, but also understand that you're up against a huge beast of like all the other stuff the people in your family that don't care and have their christmas tree up on november 1st the people you know who are like in the walmart and you're just trying to get some more shampoo but they're over here like with tons of like ornaments in their cart and you're anyway like the drama of like going to the store between like november 15th and january 1st is like unreal it's like stock up on what you need in the beginning of november friends because you don't want to go to the store yeah so true yeah so i guess like giving yourself like the space to realize like i'm up against a whole lot more than people even were five ten years ago Mm -hmm. um but also like calling yourself to that like I can do this and I, and it is important and it is good, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. to reflect on that and to grow and to, to reflect on the mystery of the nativity. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of grace, a lot of untapped grace in the season of Advent. Um, and even just making it special in like a one little way, an Advent wreath, you know, doing a prayer or a penance or both. Um, something like that can really, I don't know, like set the tone, even if the rest of your life is a chaotic mess. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I find 
that kind of, if you're like, okay, let's do, let's go Advent, like pick one thing. I know I was a bad example because I listed five, but like seriously, like I'm rethinking that list because I'm either going to do one thing well, or I'm going to half-ass five things because that's just like my human nature. Maybe next year I'll be able to do two things anyways, but it's this kind of like, yeah, be easy on yourself. Pick one thing to be intentional. And then also remember, like Joanne was saying, like, if you are not perfect at it, it's okay. It's not like God has like a little book that's like, how well did they do on their advent? Okay, they sucked. They're going to take away some love from them. No, it's like not how that works. So um, be intentional about it. Put through the effort. But at the end of the day, like if you're not perfect and you fall down and you get back up, like God still loves you. He loves your effort. Just as like a mom loves her child's effort to help her do the dishes, even though they get soap everywhere. Like, you know, the, it's the intention and the thought that counts. And we're just little children who need lots of help and grace. Yeah. Yeah. So lean into the grace this Advent. Lean into the grace. Wow. That was great. That was a good way to end it. Wow. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy. I mean, happy Advent, (laughs) everybody. It's not Christmas yet, but it's coming. Coming. The season is pregnant with anticipation for Christmas and Jesus. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Jam. Be sure to follow us on social media, check out our website, and come back to your favorite podcast app for our episode next week.